Hi, welcome to Faye It Forward. This is Faye Kranz-Green, and thank you for listening. Today, I am just going to tell you a story that I heard a number of years ago. Maybe you've heard it before, I hope not, but if you have, you'll enjoy it again. It's an amazing story. It's called The Beauty Queen of South Africa. In 1973, Ellen Peters, a Protestant biracial woman, was chosen as South Africa's Black Beauty Queen. Today, she goes by the name of Ilana Skolnik, and she is an observant Jew. Her unique journey to Yiddishkeit is fascinating. Ilana was born in Cape Town, South Africa. Her mother was a seamstress with a mostly Jewish clientele, and her father worked for a carpet company that was owned by Jews. And so, from a young age, Ilana had a positive association with Jews. When she was born, apartheid was still in effect, but Ilana's family was neither black nor white. Her mother's family was from Scotland and her father was black, so they were considered colored. Under apartheid, coloreds had many more privileges than blacks, but of course, unfortunately, much fewer than whites. We were considered second class, Ilana explained, and mostly when we went into the big city, we felt the racism. We had to wait for a bus meant for blacks. Most restaurants were exclusively for whites. The whites could eat there with their dogs, but we weren't allowed in. We were considered less than dogs. After I converted, Ilana says, I read stories about the discrimination that the Jews endured during the Holocaust. I really related to them, since I could remember the horrible racism that I experienced in my childhood. When Ilana was eight years old, her class reenacted the story of Ruth, and all the students were required to learn by heart, Amech Ami, Ve'elokayich Elokai, your people are my people, and your God is my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. I felt a strong connection to those verses, Ilana says. I felt that they lit something in my soul. Even after the teacher tested me on them, I continued to repeat them to myself all the time. Later on, when Ilana underwent her official conversion process, she was required to say these same verses, and she remembered them from when she was a child. In retrospect, she sees that from the time she was born, there were many signs that she had a Jewish neshama. She was considered beautiful all her life. Her brother was a newspaper photographer, and he took pictures of her and finally convinced her to register for the Miss South Africa Beauty Pageant. Apartheid affected the beauty pageants too, one for whites and one for coloreds and blacks. In 1973, when she was 17 years old, Ilana became South Africa's Black Beauty Queen. Ilana eventually represented South Africa in the Miss World Beauty Contest, where she became friendly with Israel's Beauty Queen. She has a newspaper clipping that appeared in the South African paper at that time, and in it, Ilana is quoted as telling Miss Israel, one day I'm going to come visit you. She says that I never dreamed that I'd really go to Israel one day and not just to visit, but to become Jewish and Israeli. 
A year later, when she was living and working in Greece, Elena received a very strange phone call from a friend who had a guest from abroad and wanted her to meet him. She agreed, and when he came to pick her up, he just looked at her and said, You've been sent to me by God. I want you to be a part of my life. He turned out to be a Jewish Israeli by the name of Naman Skolnik. He was in his 50s. She was in her 20s. He was Jewish. She was Protestant. But somehow they fell in love at first sight. Once, after they had gotten to know each other a little, Ilana saw that he had a yarmulke in his bag. She asked him what it was, and he explained that it was something that Jews put on their heads to remind them that the Creator, Hashem, is above them. Then why is it in your bag, she asked. Put it on your head. He put it on, and when she looked at him, she said something in her neshama just lit up. He soon phoned her mother to ask permission to marry her. He didn't care whether or not she converted. Ilana was very uncertain about the relationship, and since she had a very strong connection to Hashem, she prayed to him, asking him to help make the right decision, and she decided, yes, she did want to marry Naaman, but not as a Protestant, as a Jew. She left the world of modeling, of outer beauty, and decided to invest in her neshama. In the first stage of her journey, she gave up all Protestant practices and rituals that she had so carefully observed all her life. As soon as she got to Israel, Ilana went to the rabbinate to apply for a conversion, where she met with Rabbi Frankel, the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv at that time. Until that moment, she had imagined that as soon as she gave up Protestant and decided to become Jewish, the process would be smooth and easy. But boy, she was very wrong. At the rabbinate, she was interrogated. They thought she wanted to convert only that she could marry Naaman. And she told them that no, Naaman had said they could get a civil marriage and skip the Jewish one. She wanted to convert, and she had given up all non-Jewish practices. She spent the next two years learning what she needed to know, and at the end of the process, when she was 28, Ilana said the words, that she'd rehearsed 20 years earlier when she was an eight-year-old student in a Protestant school in South Africa. The words were, your people are my people and your God is my God. And then she was a Jew. Ilana and Naaman had a Jewish wedding. After the wedding, they flew to New York and arranged a visit with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. She asked him for a bracha for children because she had been told she could not get pregnant. After the visit, she knew immediately that she wanted to be a practicing Jew who kept all the mitzvahs. In the beginning, her husband refused, but she told him that beginning on the 11th of Nisan, the Rebbe's birthday, which was two weeks from then, she would start keeping Shabbos in its entirety, and she did. And of course, soon after that visit with the Rebbe, Ilana became pregnant. It was a miracle. She was a sweet, healthy baby. But when she was two months old, Ilana woke up one morning to find that the baby wasn't breathing. She had never died of SIDS in the night. Ilana writes that she gave her a kiss and told her that she was freeing her and that they would meet in Shamayim. She knew that the baby was a special soul who had only needed two months to complete her mission on this earth. Ilana and her husband lived together for 27 years, and Ilana has traveled all over the world 
telling her beautiful story. Before her husband passed away at 82, she had asked him what she should do after he leaves her. He told her to return to South Africa and to continue her mission. And after 30 years of living away from South Africa, she returned to her childhood home. Her family gave her a large house right next door to them, and she continues to travel around the world speaking to Jewish women. She always credits the Rebbe who lit up the spark in her soul and helped her find her right place in this world. I do not know where Ilana is today or what happened to her. I wasn't zeichet to hear the end of the story. If anybody there knows anything, I would appreciate a uh, an email. Thank you.